Hey guys, it's the Carson Comic Talk Show episode number 53, and this is going to be another big, big episode, another jam-packed episode. I haven't posted in, last time I posted was, last time I made a podcast episode was two days ago, July 15th, Wednesday. I decided to take a break yesterday because I had a lot of things on my mind, and I was really stressed, so I decided to take a day off. But today, I'm going to be talking about a lot. You guys, I'm going to be talking about what I think about the Madden 21 NFL rookie cor- top rookie cornerback ratings. I'm going to be talking about CJ Henderson, Jeff Okuda, Jalen Johnson, Jeff Glandy, AJ Terrell, Damon Arnett, Christian Fulton, and Trevon Diggs. So I'm going to be talking about those eight, and I'm going to be also talking about... What I think about the Madden NFL 21 rook, top rookie tight ends ratings. Let me talk about Cole Clements, Devin Asiasi's, Hunter Bryant's, and a couple more. And Dalton Keynes. So yeah, and I'm going to be talking about some news that came out today. As apparently, Kenny Stills, his felony charges were dropped when he went on... The, that protest, and was a little, inter- not inappropriate, but a little too out of proportion what he did. But I'm happy that his charges were dropped, and that's good for the Texans and Deshaun Watson and Bill O'Brien because ever since they gave away DeAndre Hopkins, people think there's a huge void left there, and people think the Texans' offense are just going to go from all this high and mighty offense, one of the best in the NFL, and just fall right down to, to not good. But you guys got to understand, they still have Kenny Stills, and they did acquire Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks. So they have Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, and Will Fuller. Okay, where are you going to say Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller are in Japan? Okay, but what if they stay healthy this season? At, at full health, they're going to have, at, in the receiving court, they're going to have Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, and Randall Cobb. That's pretty good. That's some pretty good receivers right there. He's gonna Watson is going to have some gadgets. And now some real weapons to throw to. It's in deep threats. So he has very good receivers. He has pretty good receivers, I'm not going to lie. And uh, Darren Fells and Kamar Aikens at tight end. Some decent tight ends. Kamar Aikens is a little bit better. That's because Darren Fells is still really young. But he'll progress and get better. They still have a decent offense. And if David Johnson's healthy, then he's going to be help them benefit the Texans really well and help them in the running game and get the running game established a lot because they need that really to happen. They need to get the running game established before, and then that by that by that way that opens up passing lanes. And he has very good receivers in Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb, Will Fuller, and Brennan Cooks. I think he still has Kiki Cutie also. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. So I'm happy that Stills' felony tra- charges are dropped. And apparently AJ Green, like finally today, signed his franchise tag of $18.2 million. And I went in depth a couple days ago and talked about when it happened, why I think the Bengals did not give him an extension or a multi-year contract. And that was because of his injuries. So you can guys go listen to uh, episode number 52 of my podcast. And I went in depth about all this franchise tag stuff and all the and all these players, and all the news that came out that day. I talked about a lot of that. And I also talked about um, the rookie running backs ratings, I think. Or I talked, no, nah, I talked about the, um, 
or was the the top NFL running back ratings. So yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Now I'm gonna be talking about what I think about the men NFL rookie cornerback ratings, the top ones. So first, I'm gonna start with C.J. Henderson, and he was the highest rated overall corner out of this class for men, and they rated him as 76 overall. He's on the Jaguars. I do agree with this guys, but I think he's one of the best. I do think he's one of the best corners in this class. I'd probably put him in the top three or four best, maybe even second, behind Okuda, uh, best corners in this class. But he is, don't get me wrong, he is really good. He has very good awareness, and he reads the quarterback well with his eyes. Keeps his eyes on the quarterback, and he reads quarterbacks really well. And he makes, and he's very fast, and he makes very good plays on the ball. And he's very, he has very good agility, and he's just very quick and fast and can keep up with about, could keep up last year with about any wide receiver in college football. And he makes very good plays on the ball, whether he disrupts the wide receiver and makes the receiver drop the ball or deflecting the ball or even picking it off. He's just a very good overall playmaker, guys. And he's a really good cornerback overall. And I think the Jags really fit him well. And the Jags did really need a number one corner, really, now that ever since Jalen Ramsey left and now that A.J. Boye is on the Broncos. And they needed a solidified number one corner to go along with D.J. Hayden and Trey Herndon. And I think they got, they got, they got him. I think they got what they need in C.J. Henderson. I think he's going to start. I think he's going to maneuver his way as time goes on. Maybe not this year, but as time goes on, I think he will solidify himself as the number one corner of the Jaguars, and I think he'll be really good. I think he'll be a lockdown corner. So I, I do agree with C.J. Henderson being a 76 overall, but the only thing I don't agree with is him being rated higher than Jeff Okuda. But they did rate Jeff Okuda a 76 overall, but they put C.J. Henderson... Uh, they rated him higher, but I don't agree with that. I th- I do agree with Jeff Okuda being a 76 overall, but I think Jeff Okuda is better than C.J. Henderson. Not by a long shot, but I'm saying he's a little better than C.J. Henderson. He's the best corner in the draft class, in my opinion, is Okuda. But I do agree with Okuda being, reigning a 76, being rated a 76 overall, but I think he should be the highest rated cornerback in this class, like I just mentioned, because he's the best cornerback in this class. He's really good. He's very versatile, very athletic. He's a can, he can do it all. He's a can do it all corner basically. He's very fast. He's very quick. He has a very good sense and awareness on where his receivers are at all times on the field, and he doesn't get burnt that often. And receivers rare and he really and receivers rarely beat him off the line of scrimmage and get past him, and he really gets beat. And if he does, he recovers very well. Never has his back to the quarterback, and he's a really good playmaker. He makes very good players on the ball. He's just a playmaker, too, and he's my favorite corner in this draft class, also. And he's also a lockdown corner, and I, hopefully, guys, I th- he can fill the number one corner spot, which I think he will, to replace Darius Slay, who's on the Eagles now. And overall, I think the Lions are a great fit for Okuda, and the, the Lions really needed a number one corner now that they really don't have Darius Slay, or uh, now they really don't have Darius Slay. They did pick up Font from the Falcons. They still have Justin Coleman. But that, yeah, though, uh, True Font's gonna probably gonna be the number two corner. I think Okudu is gonna slide into the number one corner of this spot and solidify himself and prove himself. And I think the Lions really need a number one corner. I think they got him. And Jeff Okuda, he's really good. Uh, for the Okuda, next is Jalen Johnson. They rated Jalen Johnson a 73 overall for the Bears. Now, guys, I'm just going to start off with saying I don't know as much about him 
and Jalen Johnson as I do know about the other top corners. But what I do know is he's pretty fast, and he's one of the fat, not one of the fastest corners in this class, but he still has solid speed, guys, and he has really good awareness, and he understands the game in and out very well, and he understands his position well. Now, he's really not known and talked about like all the other top corners in this class, like Jeff Okuda, C.J. Henderson, A.J. Terrell, um, Christian Fulton, or Trevon Diggs, or even Damon Arnett Jr., only because he was from Utah, and Utah is not nearly as good as of a football team as Ohio State, that uh, the team that Jeff Okuda went to, or Florida, the team that C.J. Henderson went to, or Clemson, the team that A.J. Terrell went to, or LSU, the team that Chris, Christian Fulton went to, or Alabama, the team that Trevon Diggs went to. But he's still good, and he maybe not, he's maybe not talked about as much as other or as popular as other top corners in this class, but he still is solid, and he still has a lot of potential and upside. And I think he could, he could be a solid corner in this league if he lives up to his potential. And I think the Bears fit him really well. And the Bears' secondary, guys, if you didn't know, has taken a big hit this offseason with, with losing corner Prince Amukamara and safety Haha Clinton Dix. And I think Johnson is going to get a chance to start. And like I've said, he's not one of the most popular or known corners out of this class. But he is solid. He has an understanding of the game that's really good. He's a ball hawk. He's a playmaker. He has speed. He has solid speed. And he has a lot of potential. And he has a lot of upside, I think. So, yeah. I think he, he's going to compete for a starting job with the, this year with the Bears. Obviously, he's not going to be the number one corner because Kyle Fuller is there. But, yeah. Next is Jeff Glandy. They rated him a 71 overall. He's on the Vikings. I do agree with this, but I think Glandy is one of the more underrated corners in this class. And in my opinion, don't get me wrong, he's good, guys. But in my opinion, I think he has a lot of potential and is flying under the radar and is going to fly under the radar. Being compared to the other top corners in this class during their NFL careers. I think he's going to fly under the radar. In my opinion, he's kind of underrated. Because he's really fast, like... A lot of other top corners in this class. And he has really good awareness. And he reads QBs well. And he has a lot of knowledge of the game and understands his position really well. And he understands the game overall really well. And he's really strong for being such a fast and quick guy. He's also very strong to add on top of that. So that helps. And clearly he wasn't from one of the best schools in TCU. Don't get me wrong. It's not a bad school and college football team. But it's clearly not that good. And I think he's a good fit for the Vikings because I think he will get a chance to start now that Xavier Rhodes, Trey Waynes, and Mackenzie Alexander are all gone. And I think he's going to be competing with Mike Hughes, Holton Hill, and Chris Boyd, and others to start. But I think, but I think he will start. He is a little bit undersized, but that, but I, but I, he can make up for it. But I told you for being really fast, have a really good knack um, of knowing where his receiver is. He has a good awareness on on. Tracking the ball in the air, making a play on the ball, whether it's deflecting it or picking it off, or even disrupting the receiver, throwing the chemistry off with the quarterback and receiver, messing things up. He is a very good corner. He's one of the best corners in this draft class, and I do think he can start, but he's going to have to compete for it. As guys like Trey Waynes, Xavier Rhodes, the veteran, and Mackenzie Alexander are gone, Mike Hughes is still there, Holton Hill and Chris Boyd are still there. But I do think he will compete and compete his heart out, and I think he will start. But even though, guys, they lost Rhodes, Waynes, and Alexander, they still have some depth at that corner. And I think there's going to be 
a lot of competition that Mike Zimmer is going to, you know, he's going to tell his corners, yo, yo, you guys are going to have to compete for this job. There's no solidified, definite starting corners on your team, probably except for Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes is definitely going to start. Uh, there's going to be a lot of competition to see who's going to start. And yeah, I do think Jeff Glandy can come through and compete very well to start. And yeah, I do think he's really good. Next is, I'm going to talk about A.J. Terrell. They rated him a 70 overall for the Falcons. Now, A.J. Terrell, you guys are going to be interested in what I have to say about A.J. Terrell. I do agree with the rating, but I don't think he's as good as Okuda, Henderson, or Glandy, or even Christian Fulton, or even Trevon Diggs. And I just don't see much potential in him, and I'm not saying he's bad. I just... I do think he's solid, but I think there's a lot he needs to improve on and to fix in his game. And, but I think he was drafted too high, honestly, and I think he was, he's a little bit overrated. But he is really fast, and I think that's his, his strong suit with his speed and what, what he's really known for and being really fast. And I think that's the best part of his game and his speed. But he does have solid awareness. I think he has good awareness, actually, and he knows where his receivers are at most of the time. He does understand the game pretty well. I'll give him that. And he, and I did watch some of his tape from last year. And particularly, I watched the national championship LSU versus Clemson highlights again. And I noticed when I watched him, I noticed when I watched the game, I noticed when LSU was on offense that he did get burnt a lot, especially by wide receiver Jamar Chase, who's still on LSU as we speak, as I speak. And it happened multiple times. One in the first half where he just flat out got beat and burnt by Chase. And it was a touchdown. And it was a big play. And another play in the second half, it was one-on-one -on -one coverage. Terrell on Chase again. And that's exactly what LSU wanted. They wanted Terrell on Chase because they knew they had the mismatch. And Chase did, did have a step on him. But granted, Terrell easily could have recovered and made a play on the ball to at least get a hand on the ball. But he didn't turn his back around to see where the ball is and track the ball and find the ball and for on that for that reason that made it that much easier for Jamar Chase to make the catch and there was another play but this time LSU was in the red zone and was again lined up one-on-one -on -one coverage they had what they wanted they had the mismatch they had Terrell on Chase and Chase once again ran the exact same route this time he ran like a fade but it was all it was delayed a little bit because originally Terrell had good coverage and he had Chase where he wanted. He did put hands on him. He did jam him a little bit in, uh, in, within five yards. But once again, he had his back towards Burrow and didn't turn around to find the ball and didn't turn around to make a play on the ball. And therefore, Jamar Chase got another touchdown. And these are some things that I think he struggles with, but you never know. I could be wrong. I just... Don't think he's that good. I think he's a little bit overrated. And I think he was drafted a little bit too high. He could be good on the Falcons. You never know. But I do think he's a little bit overrated. But I do agree with him being rated at 70 overall. On to Damon Arnett Jr. They rated him a 70 overall for the Raiders. And I just wanted to mention something. All these corners have in common is most of them are, are in the 6 foot 6 1 range. Except for Jeff Glandy, who's 5'10". They're all around the same height. That's odd, that. That's odd when I saw that. So I'm going to be talking about Damon Arnett Jr. now. They rated him a 70 overall. He's on the Raiders. 
What's really good about him is he has not very good speed, not burning speed, explosive speed, but he has solid speed. He has good enough speed to play the corner position. And he has good awareness, and he really understands the game and his position really well. And what I really noticed about him, he's a very good tackler. Not just an open field. He's a very good open field tackler, but overall and in all, he's just a very good tackler. That's one of his strong suits. And I do think he's going to be solid. I think he has potential, but I think the better player when he was on LSU is Derek Stingley. I think he's a better corner than Damon Arnett Jr. I think in uh, net, this upcoming year or in two years, Stingley is going to be drafted very high. He's going to be a lottery. He's going to be not a lottery pick. He's going to, definitely going to be in the top 10, top 5. I think Derek Stingley has more upside and potential than Damon Arnett, but Damon Arnett has some potential. I, mean, I didn't mean that. I meant... Ah, guys, I messed up. I meant, I think, um, Derek Stingley, I meant to talk about Christian Fulton. I meant Derek Stingley is going to have way more upside, and I think he's better than Christian Fulton, my guys. Damon Arnett Jr. went to Ohio State. My God, my bad. I meant to say that about Christian Fulton. I think um, Derek Stingley has is a lot, not a lot better. I think he's better than Christian Fulton. They both went to LSU. They both played together last year. I think... Uh, but Derek Stingley is definitely going to be a top 10 to 5 pick. I think Stingley is a better corner than Fulton. But back to Damon Arnett. I didn't mean to say that about Arnett, guys. But Arnett has solid speed, good in awareness, and he understands the game and his position really well. And he's a good tackler. On to Christian Fulton, guys. Christian Fulton, I think he, he's pretty fast, solid speed. He has good awareness. And he understands the game really well in his position. But he needs to improve on his awareness. Something that Stingley has better than him. He has more awareness. Stingley knows where his, where his man that he's picked up or the receiver he's covering is on all times and all levels of the field, short, medium, deep. He's with him, and he just he has that instinct. He just knows. And that's something Christian Fulton needs to improve on is, is his awareness. But I think he does have potential. But I'm not going to say he's overrated. I think he's good. But I think there's still stuff he needs to improve on. On to Trevon Diggs. They rated him a 69 overall. I disagree with that. He's really fast. He has really good awareness. He's about as fast and has good awareness as about any corner in this draft class. And he understands the game really well. And he understands the position really well. And he has really good ball sp skills. He's a really good playmaker. As you guys probably know, he is the brother of Stephon Diggs, Bill's wide receiver, former Vikings wide receiver. That's that's uh, how people usually know him. But, but I just know him for being him. He's a really good corner. And I think 69 overall is kind of downright disrespectful. They, they, he's a good fit for the Cowboys also. They really gave up um, Byron Jones. I'm not saying he's going to fill that void, uh, void, but I think he could fill one of their voids. I think he could be a potential starter. And I do think he's really good. Back to Christian Fulton. I do think he's a good fit for the Titans, but... You, you gotta realize you do have um, Adore Jackson at corner and uh, Kenny Vaccaro at corner, but there's gonna be top competition there. And Damon Arnett is a solid fit for the Raiders. Um, now whether he's gonna play nickel or outside, I'm not sure of. Probably outside, but he does have some potential. There's a lot of depth there, and I think he's gonna peak, compete for his starting spot. So yeah, that's I'm done talking about what I think about the rookie top cornerback ratings, and now I'm going to talk about what I think about the top rookie tight end ratings. 
So Cole Clement was the highest rated all, um, rated overall tight end at a 70 overall. I do agree, and obviously, in my opinion, he's the best tight end in this class. And just if you watch football, you would know. Right? If you watch college football, and if you watch the draft, you would know Cole Clement is the best tight end in this class, and he's my favorite tight end. But I think he has a lot of potential and showed a lot of signs and a lot of growth at Notre Dame. And I think his overall will go up over time because he's a big target. He's huge. He's 6'6". I think he's 262 pounds. He has size. And he's not slow. And he can move well for a tight end. With the, and with the combination of his size, his solid speed for his size, and his really good hands and a big target and a good red zone target, I think he's going to be a good tight end in this league. It's just going to take time for him to understand the game and just really grow. And I think he's just what the Bears needed. Another uh, target and threat in the passing game. And especially at tight end, now that Burton is gone. But they did also get Jimmy Graham, former Packer. And there's a lot of memes about people talking about how the Bears have a lot of tight ends with like 10. And I think they have too much tight ends. But I do think Clement is good and is going to keep getting better. And he has potential. And next up I'm going to talk about is Devin Asi. Is Devin Asi Asi. They rated him a 69 overall for the Patriots. He's on the Patriots. I do agree. But I do think... He's one of the best tight ends in this class. Certainly not better than Cole Clement, but he's one of the best. And now, I do understand why the rating's low, because he wasn't picked that high. He was picked in the third round. But I, that's not that low, but it's not that high. But I do think he has a lot of potential, a lot of upside. And I do think he's a great fit for the Patriots. And I think he's in a good place in Foxborough, not only because he's around arguably the best coach of all time in Bill Belichick, and he's going to learn a lot, but as of right now, the Patriots are really in need of a tight end. Because, but I do think because and they because they really only have Matt Lacoste, and I think Asiasi could work up work his way up to start. But I do think he's going to get some action this year because he's big. He's six three, and he's. A big target. He has very good hands. He's not slow. He can move somewhat good for his size. But overall, I do think he has a lot of potential, a lot of upside, and could potentially start for the Patriots and work his way up to start over in the next few years in the future. I think he could be a solid tight end in this league. I think he could be a threat. Next up is Harrison Bryant. They rated him a 67 overall. He's on the Brown. I do agree. He is. I think he has a lot of potential. I do think he's one of the best tight ends in this draft class. He is, he does, he's a, he is a big target, and he's really good in the red zone. He has very good hands. He has a big frame, and he's big at 6'5". And he ran like a 4.73 at the common, so he has solid speed. So overall, he's a big target, and is going to be dangerous and a lot to handle in the red zone because he's 6'5", with someone that tall and someone with that good of hands and can move well. He can move well for a tight end. 4'7", isn't even that bad for a tight end. He has okay speed. And that overall, that makes it a solid tight end. And I think the Browns, they don't really need a tight end right now because even though Ninjoku did request a trade, that's only because former Falcon Austin Hooper is now going to be the starting tight end. 
for the Browns, and he's one of the best tight ends in the NFL, so they aren't really in need of targets, and especially tight ends right now. But, you know, Harrison Bryant can learn a lot under Austin Hooper. But I do think he's going to see some action this year because, he, again, he's a big target. He has really good hands, and he has solid speed. I do think he has a lot of potential and upside. I do think by the time they get rid of Austin Hooper, and I don't see that being a long time from now, especially because, especially if they don't have a lot of w winning years, then I do think Hunter uh, Harrison Bryant could work his way up the start. And I do think he could be a solid tight end in the NFL. He has good size. He's 6'5". He has good hands. And he has solid speed. He ran a 4.73, so he can move. He can move well for a tight end. So yeah, I do agree with his rating. Next is Dalton Keene. They rated him a 66 overall for the Patriots. I do think he's, in my opinion, one of the most underrated tight ends in this draft class. Because, again, like, basically all the other tight ends in this class, Dalton Keene has a lot of size. He's 6'4". And he can move decently and kind of well for his height. He has four. He ran a four seven one at the comma. That's not bad. So he can kind of move well for a tight end. And he's on the Patriots. So right now the Patriots tight ends are Matt Lacoste and they have Dalton Keene. And and Devin Asiasi. So they have they drafted two rookie. They drafted two tight ends out of this draft class: Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. Both of which I do think has a lot of upside and has a lot of potential. Don Keen does have a lot of potential and he has a lot of upside. He is a big target and can be a threat in the red zone like Asi Asi or Lacoste because Don Keen is 6'4". And he has 4'7'1 speed so he can move decently for a tight end. You know, he's quick on his routes a little bit. It's not like he's slow. He can kind of move well for a tight end. And he has, he's a big target at 6'4", and he has really good hands. And I think he's one of the more underrated tight ends in this draft class. But I do agree with the rating at 66 overall. And just like Asiasi, I think Dalton King can compete. And I think he will see a little bit of action this year, like Asiasi. I think Asiasi is a little bit better, and we'll see more action. They both have are big, um, both around the, uh, the same height. I think King's about an inch taller because Asiasi is 6'3", Dalton King is 6'4". Both are pretty fast for their for their um size. Both are kind of like not the same player, but both around the same height, same weight, and probably around the same speed. But I do think Don Keen has a lot of upside. And he has a lot of potential, and I think the need that the Patriots have right now in tight end, there's a lot of it's up in the air. Matt Lacoste isn't really proven yet. Don Keen could you know progress a lot can work on his game a lot, and can get a lot better, and so can Asiasi, but I, bo I both think if they if they reach their peak, like, as good as they can be, because they are both big, around the same uh, height, Asiasi 6'3", Don Keen is 6'4", they both can move well for their size, and they both have really good hands, and they both are big targets, and it's going to be hard to make a play on these guys, whether you tackle them or deflect the ball, because they're big targets, just face it. They're just big. And I think they both can progress and get a lot better. I do, don't get me wrong. I think they I both... I do think that they both are good. I do think that they both have a lot of potential and upside. 
But I do, I do think they both are going to compete. But they both have a lot of upside and a lot of potential. And I do think Dalton Keene, as well as Aziasi, they both are good. They both are going to compete. I think they both are going to see their share of action. And yeah, I do think Dalton Keene is solid. And I do agree with his rating. And next is Bryson Hopkins, guys. Man rated him as 65 overall. He's on the Rams. Now, I think Bryson Hopkins is probably one of the most underrated tight ends in this class. Only because of the fact that he ran one of the best combines. It might have been the best combine for a tight end in this class at a 4.68. That is really good. That means he's pretty fast for a tight end. That's not that far from regular receiver averages on 40-yard dashes, which is about 4-5, four, 4-4. Five, four, four. Somewhere in that range. That's not it that far. He is big. He's a 6'4", six, six so he's a big target. And he also provides, he has really good hands. Sticky hands. Good catch-through-contact tight end. He's a big guy. He's a big target. He's going to be useful in the red zone also. And obviously, I don't think he's going to start for the Rams because Tyler Higby is there. Tyler Higby is a very good tight end. But I do think he can be a solid tight end in this league. He's big at 6'4". He has really good hands, exceptional hands. And he has, I think, he, one of the fastest 40-yard dashes out of this t for a tight end in this class. He ran a 4.68. That's really fast for a tight end. Big, he's a big target at 6'4". This is why I think he has a lot of potential. He's a big target at 6'4". Well, a lot of these tight ends in this class are around that height. But he's a big target at 6'4". He has really good hands, really good catch through contact. He's a big red zone target. And he provides, he's really fast. He ran a 4'68", one of the fastest 40-yard dashes for a tight end in this class. So not only is he a big guy and he's huge, he's 6'4", and he has exceptional hands and really good hands. And can make tough catches, but he's also fast. And he's faster than, I think, every tight end that I just talked about. I, he's faster than Cole Clement, Devin Asiasi, Harrison Bryant, Dalton Keene. And I think his speed is what makes him underrated, in my opinion. Yes, he has all the traits a tight end usually has. He has height, 6'4". He has exceptional hands and really good hands, which a tight end should have, but he has a 4.68 speed, which that is really fast for a tight end. So he has very surprising speed, and he's really fast for a tight end. So that's why I think he's underrated. And I'm not saying he's going to play a lot for the Rams this year. Obviously, Tyler Higby's going to start, but I think he, when he gets action on the field, I think he's going to prove himself, especially with his 4.68 speed and show um, why he's in the NFL and show how good he is. To prove himself to the coaches, to Sean McVay. So, yeah. And I did get a chance to watch him. I started watching. Well, I did watch um, Hopkins, Bryson Hopkins in 2018. I remember I was in my living room and I was watching the Penn State um, Purdue game because I'm a huge Penn State fan. I love Penn State. Go Penn State. I'm a huge Penn State fan. I love Penn State. I follow college football almost as much as I do NFL. But I watch a lot of NFL. I watch a lot of college football, as you guys probably know. 
And I did get to watch that Purdue and Penn State game. And I did see, because David Blau was a quarterback at the time. David Blau was a, a Lions quarterback now. He did play on thanks. David Blau did play on Thanksgiving against the Bears. Um, David Blau was a quarterback at the time. They did have the freshman at the time was Rondale Moore, who won the most dynamic or versatile player of the year that year. He was exceptional. So that offense wasn't even that bad. And they had other solid wide receivers. And they had Bryson Hopkins at tight end. So he, he, was, he was good. I just wanted to tell you guys when I started, the time that I watched them, one of the times that I got to see Bryson Hopkins play, and yeah. And the last head end I'm going to be talking about is Hunter Bryant. And Madden rated him a 64 overall. He did get drafted by the Lions. I do think Hunter Bryant is also underrated coming out of Washington. Now, the thing you got to know with Hunter Bryant is he's not, he's around the same height. Has all these other tight ends, but he's he's a, a little bit shorter, about an inch or two shorter. He's six two, so the average tight end in this class is about six three. But um, the highest, the the tallest is, um, I think it's Cole Clement at six six. But yeah, he's the smallest tight end that got drafted in this class, and. I think he's kind of underrated in the sense that he did come out of Washington. He's not really that popular, known as a good college football team. Not not a bad college football team, but it's not known as a really good college football team or a powerhouse. But he is 6'2", and he did run a 4.71 at the combine. So one of his best strong suits is his quickness and speed. So you add that to being 6'2", so you have some size at 6'2". Could be a little bit taller, but you have at least some size at 6'2". Um, you have, and he has four seven one speed, so he can move well for a tight end, like most of the tight ends that got drafted that I just talked about. And he has really good hands, and he was a playmaker for Washington. Yup, he has very exceptional hands. He's a good catch the contact tight end, and he can also run quick routes. Four seven one speed. He's kind of known for being a fast tight end, a really quick tight end. To go along with him having some size at 6'2 and having really good hands. And I do think he's going to be a big target. Maybe not as big of a target as like Cole Clement, Devin Asiasi, Harrison Bryant, or Bryson Hopkins in the red zone. Only because he's 6'2. But he, he's still a big target. He is 6'2. He has some size. With He has some size. He has really good hands. He has 4'7'1 speed so he can move well for a tight end. And he's really known for his... How, like, how fast he is in his quickness. So I do think he can be a very versatile tight end in the sense that a pretty fast tight end. Maybe not as fast as Bryson Hopkins who ran a 4.68 because he's really fast for a tight end. But I think um, Hunter Bryant can be a really fast tight end and a very versatile tight end. And I think he'd be a solid tight end in this league. So I do agree with his Manning rating, but I think it will go up over. I, was, I, will th I do think... His rating will go up over time. And yeah, I'll wrap up this episode, guys. It's a big episode, and I'll catch you guys later.